Welcome to Under the Radar, a show about independent iOS app development. I'm Marco Arment. And I'm David Smith. Under the Radar is never longer than 30 minutes, so let's get started. It is 2020. Happy New Year, everybody. It is 2020. It is a new decade, a new year. It's a, a really cool sounding um, year. Like, I, I don't know about you, but I remember when I was in like high school or whatever, like it was always like 2020 was one of those years that was like the off. It's like basically was the shortcut for like off in the future, but not impossibly far in the future. Um, yeah. So it's, it's like, you, I remember having to write essays in English where it was like, where will I be in 2020? Like, yeah, that was, flying cars is always what everybody thinks, right? <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's like flying cars and, yeah. It's always the Jetsons, which I think is, is kind of funny because the Jetsons are really old at this point in some ways. Mm-hmm. Anyway, here we are. We are in 2020 and it is the beginning of the year. Um, and while I'm not someone who particularly gets into kind of like the New Year's resolutions or that side of things, I think there are many aspects of the start of a new year that can make it a useful time to kind of evaluate, think about um, our direction for the year um, and kind of where we want to go. And often this is useful from the more like the businessy side because um, I think most businesses tend to run their kind of financial year. Um, January to December. And so if that's you, then it certainly is a time of year when you're kind of wrapping up your books from the previous year, probably starting to do some tax planning and stuff, and then kind of forecasting into um, the next year. But resolutions and that kind of stuff, I think, can get a little bit squishy just mostly because it's it's like if you're trying to make this a substantial change in your life or habits purely based on the changing calendar, like that's a pretty weak... um, Thing, the thing that's going to that's actually going to affect meaningful change. Usually, in my experience, it's more of a question of finding something that you are excited about, interested in, and making sort of small steps towards it on an iterative process, on an iterative basis. Um, which is where I think not necessarily resolutions, but thinking about the year and thinking thoughtfully about the things that you would like to change, like where from where from where you are now to where you are going to be. Um, what are the things that you would like to see? And a year is a useful time horizon, but it isn't the only time horizon. Um, and so when I start to think about this and preparation for the show, what I came up with is I think anytime you start to think of anything kind of vague and businessy, of course, the first thing you have to do is you need to make a quadrant graph where you have two axes and you <laughs> def- define your problem into four areas. That's business 101. Always need a quadrant graph. If you don't have a quadrant graph, you're not, you're not even trying. So the quadrant graph I came up with was for this kind of like plan, planful thinking is the specificity of your sort of the change or your goal on one axis and then the sort of the time horizon on the other. And if you think about your sort of your planning in those, in the, in, in those categories, you kind of end up with four general categories. And I'm going to call these um, ambition, which are long-term, less specific um, things, that, things that you're hoping for. You have long-term goals, which are long-term and more specific you have short-term goals, which are short-term, more specific, and you have themes, which are short-term and less specific. And I think that kind of framing is a useful is is useful for me as I try and think about, you know, there are different things that you might want and different changes you might want to affect, and determining kind of which of those four buckets that that want or that desire falls into. Is useful both in understanding it, understanding if it's realistic, understanding how to accomplish it, 
and understanding just where it's coming from in you. Because, you know, there, you, the way you go about kind of affecting something that is this long-term, unspecific, vague ambition is going to be very different than something that's a short-term goal. That maybe is something very measurable and specific. And like you have a revenue target that you want to hit at a particular point in the year. And that's like a very short-term specific thing. You're at least if you're taking a if you're taking the same approach to both of those two things, you're probably doing it wrong, and you're probably going to be frustrated um, by the outcome that you will end up with as a result. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, like I, I've listened to a lot of smart discussion about New Year's planning and resolutions and themes and goals um, from two main podcasts: the Cortex podcast uh, here on Relay FM. Uh, where Mike and Gray talk a lot about uh, themes, having having annual themes, and in fact, you should go listen. Like they the, they just did their theme episode, and they have a whole thing around it. So, like that's that's a big thing where I like the idea of the theme being this kind of you know long term uh, guiding principle kind of thing. And then over on the Back to Work podcast on Five by Five, Merlin has talked extensively about uh, New Year's resolutions being basically problematic and, and tricky and and you know it's it's hard to make a meaningful change like a light switch like where you just like all of a sudden you are going to become a different person overnight like that's you're probably going to fail at that and, and so having like you know longer term and, and more general and more achievable goals um, is usually more productive and, and that's kind of how I run my you know my own like internal goal system as well like I, I go for longer term, um, incremental progress, basically. Sure. Yeah. And, and I think, and of course, like long-term, it, it means very different things to different people. Like long-term can be where you're going to be in 2020 when we're in high school. And that's like 20, you know, it's like 20 years in the future is long-term or long-term could be a year um, versus, you know, some people might want to be planning on a, a monthly basis or a quarterly basis. Like long-term can mean different things to you. But I think certainly giving yourself enough time to affect the change you're hoping for is definitely a, a, a constructive way to start that you're not going to affect instantaneous change just by a sort of, sort of a quick change. It's more likely going to be something that is going to take time to develop, to establish, um, and just, you know, to, to actually be, so if, 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 if it was a, if you could make a meaningful change instantaneously, like by all means, go for it, do it more likely that's not actually the case. Like if it was that easy, then it's like everyone would do it, but it is much more likely to be something that will take steps that you, you know, you're moving. It's, it, it makes me think in some ways like of, it's like navigating um, rather than planning necessarily, where it's like you're heading in a direction and at each point you have to evaluate like where you are and where you want to go and what's the next step you need to take to get towards, like to move towards your goal. Um, and you're, you're sort of navigating is the as you go along, you'll encounter things that uh, maybe you didn't expect or things that help your journey or hinder your journey. But at each point, you're just kind of like working out where your next step is to, to go. And the purpose of having like an ambition or a long term goal or a theme or a short term goal in all of them is it's helping you have a sense of direction for where your next step should be. Um, and it's like which horizon you're looking at, you know, you're trying to get to the next hill or you're trying to get, you know, all the way to that mountain over there far away. Um, in each, in, in, like in, in each case that there's a use, a useful information you're giving yourself by going through the process and thinking about this so that you have a, a sense of direction. So that it isn't, you're just like, otherwise you're just sort of standing in an empty field and you're just like, I don't know which way to go. Um, and that's just not going to be nearly as productive as having at least some general sense, um, of direction. 
So the, the first kind of of these ones that I think is useful to dive into a bit more specifically is what I call ambitions. And these are the long-term, less specific um, directions that you're trying to head. And this is a general direction over a long time. And I feel like when I think about ambitions, I think about things, just sentences that might start, I want to be, I want to have, maybe one day in the future. Like it's this very kind of general thing. And for some people that might be, you know, relevant to our podcast, it's, it's like, you know, someday I want to be an indie. Like I want to be an independent app developer, maybe like that's that feels very much like an ambition. That is this kind of this long term kind of squishy, like exactly what that means, exactly what that looks like. Um, it is something that is kind of off in the distance, potentially, and is something that is useful as kind of getting you motivated often. Like it's often a, a kind of a nice, fun, exciting version of something rather than the when you get into the specifics and like the short term planning and like what next step do I have to take? It can often like it can taste it can spoil it a little bit and be less fun, but that's kind of the utility I think of of, of an ambition. Um, but I think it's also there's kind of in my experience, and this is speaking from my own life, it's like there are different. There's two different kinds of ambitions that I find myself having. There's like a comforting ambition, and then there's an actual actionable ambition. And like a comforting ambition is essentially just like hopes. These are like the warm, fuzzy, like the things I tell myself to make myself feel better that are kind of but they're not actually specific or they're not actually actionable. They're just like these things that I want to, it's like these sort of the classic would be like, I want to be a good person. I want to be a good father. Like these are very, like as an ambition, that's great. Like they're, they're useful, but they're less actually like um, concrete. Whereas, and you can certainly turn them one way or the other. Like it depends on how you interpret it personally, but the, like an active ambition is something that you'd be able to point to specific steps and s- actions that you are taking on a regular basis to make something um, a reality. And, and I bring up that d- distinction primarily for like the ambition, say of um, being an, in- if you want to be an indie developer, like I've spoken to many people over the years who say that as an ambition that, Oh, I, you know, one day I'd love to be an, in- an independent developer. But I think they say that primarily as it's because there's a comfort in it that it's like this thing kind of vaguely off in the distance that they don't actually want want the actual work or the process of getting there. They just want, they just love imagining themselves in that outcome um, and kind of skip over the the awkward nasty parts of the process of getting there and what it actually would entail and just focus on the nice warm fuzzy parts um, that are great. And like if that's where you are and that's useful for you and it's comforting and like that's a great hope awesome but i think it's important to to recognize it for what it is versus if it's something that is more specific like i want to be an independent developer and for that that means to you like okay what steps am i going to take to get there like that is an active useful ambition that is providing direction to your work to your efforts um, and to what you're working on and so being aware of kind of what kind of ambition your ambition is uh, i think is a useful thing just to be honest with yourself yeah, and also, you know, to to take to be able to break it down into steps to be like, all right, well, my ambition is I want to be an indie developer. Right now, I have zero apps in the store, zero apps in progress, and I'm working for somebody else. Okay, so how do you get from here to there? If you just keep telling yourself this year I'm going to become an indie, and that that's all, that's the only specificity you ever really get, that's going to be hard to achieve from where you are. What you need to do is break it down and be like, all right, well today like how how am i going to today or this week get closer to being an indie and you gotta start small like if, you, if you're starting from nothing you gotta be like all right well do i have an app yet that i want to sell or make money from independently 
If not, like, do I have any ideas? Let's explore the market. Let's, and, you know, so, you know, step one might be start writing an app. <laughs> and and that's, that's a big step, but like, you know, that's how you start. You don't become an indie by trying to will it into being for three years. You become an indie by doing the work and doing the work starts with starting an app. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's, you got to be able to break it down into stuff like that. And then the other thing I would say is like, for the ambition area, make sure that what you uh, ambitious. What's the verb here? What's the, <laughs> what, what, what you're ambitiating sure, for? Yes. <laughs> make sure that what you're going for is something you actually want. Like, what is being an indie developer? Yeah, it's you know making money on your own and not having a boss, but it's also taking on a lot of risk working from home probably uh maybe making less money at first having to do your own health insurance and stuff like that and you're going to be making different amounts of money at different times and it's going to be kind of uncontrollable and and uneven and like there's a lot of uncertainty and and stress and risk involved you have to do your own like tax stuff like it like there's a lot of other stuff that goes along with that and so like if you are setting an ambition it's useful to think through like what's the day-to-day reality of that what are the downsides of that what are the things like you know, talk to people who, who have that or who do that or listen to their podcasts and, and listen to like, what are the problems they face every day and decide like, is that something I actually want to be working towards or are, are there things about that that I'm probably going to hate and should I actually be rethinking what, I, what I'm going for? Yeah, yeah, it's like make sure you actually want it and you don't just like the idealized version of whatever it is that, that, right. that, you're, that you're imagining. Like it's so easy to, it, it's like to see the, to, to, to want the outcome without the process, I think is the way that I, I, I've encountered myself to having that kind of thinking many times that like, I want the outcome, but not the process. And it's like, you have to make sure that a, you want the process and then b that you actually would like the outcome that that process would lead to that. It isn't just something you think would be nice because so it, it worked for someone else just because it worked for someone else. doesn't mean it worked for you. Like it, it's not necessarily like being an indie. I would not say is like the best. That's like, it's the best way to make make a living i would say it works well for me and clearly it seems to work well for you but um it doesn't seem necessarily like don't try and take someone else's dream just because it works for them um like actually be thoughtful about what do you enjoy about where you are what do you think you would enjoy about uh something that was different and keep in mind too like you are seeing someone else's uh front of stage or on stage and you're not seeing all the backstage like that's just still another thing from merlin like it you are seeing only what people present to the world. There might be hidden difficulties or challenges, and there's a whole bunch of other people who try something and don't achieve that level of success, and you never hear from them, right? So, like, all that to consider. Yeah, like, like there's one of these areas, like, I decided recently that I'm done trying to be a, a, a video maker. Like, I, I thought for the last, like, couple of years, I want to get into YouTube and build up an audience there. That's where all the people are, and that's where I should be. And And I recently decided, like, I actually hate doing that. Like I, I tried it a couple of times and I hated every part of it. And I just, it's not for me at all. I don't want to put in the work to get there. And even if I had a big audience there, I wouldn't want to put in the work to keep that going. Like even if I had achieved it, the, just the work of keeping it going is not something I'm interested in doing anymore. And, and so I decided like, that's an ambition that I can just cross off that, you know what? I started going down the road, hated it. And it's not for me. Exactly. We are sponsored this week by Linode. Whether you're working on a personal project or managing your enterprise infrastructure, Linode has the pricing, support, and scale you need to take your project to the next level. They have 11 data centers worldwide, including their newest data center in Sydney, Australia, and they're frequently adding more. And with their enterprise-grade hardware... 
S3-compatible storage option, and their next-generation network, Linode delivers the performance you expect at a surprisingly good price. I've been with Linode myself for almost a decade now. I host all of Overcast there. I host my my blog uh, server there and a few little accessory things, and it's just wonderful. It's so easy to use. They're a great web host, and yeah, their pricing is amazing. They have these Nanode plans, these little ones that are one gig of RAM right now. They start at $5 a month, and they have all sorts of stuff above and beyond that for whatever your needs might be. They have things like dedicated CPU plans with physical cores reserved just for you. They have GPU compute plans for things like AI, machine learning, video processing. They're block storage and object storage that can scale to your storage requirements and super easy to use tools, root access to your server, a great API, you see for yourself, Linode is amazing. They are by far my favorite web host I've ever had. And that's why I've been with them for so long. So go to linode.com slash radar and use promo code radar2020 when creating a new Linode account this year. You can get a $20 credit towards your next project with that code. And Linode is also hiring right now. So if that interests you, go to linode.com slash careers. So once again, the URL for that $20 credit, linode.com slash radar and use promo code radar2020. Our thanks to Linode for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. So you have your ambition. Hopefully you've kind of worked it out that it's actually something you want. I'd like, obviously, thank you were alluding to this earlier, Marco, but like the next step is obviously to turn that into something actionable. And this is, I think, where sort of on, on the axis of specificity, you take something that is less specific and you turn it into something more specific. And this can either be a short-term goal or a long-term goal. Um, mostly, in my experience, long-term goals um, are mostly just kind of ambitions in fancy dress. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's, you can't, like the difficulty of having a long-term thing that you're trying to make specific action towards is that you don't have the information you will have in the future. Like you can... You can't predict how the market's going to change, how you're going to change, how your lifestyle or the world is going to change. Like having this long-term thing that you're trying to be specific about gets very difficult very quickly. And so in general, I would say don't worry too much about long-term goals. Like have have like short-term goals and themes, like that can be a useful way to head towards an ambition. But like don't worry too much in this about a long-term goal. Like worry about something that you can like directly affect um, and change because a short-term goal I think is something that can be like useful and be something that is concrete and mostly just is helping you have something that you like tangible that you can be working towards and like the best kinds of goals are things that you have control over that aren't things that um, things that you know will rely on other people and their result like for and it, it, what comes to mind with that is it's like you can having a goal be like you want an app that makes a hundred thousand dollars a year. That is a kind of a terrible goal because it is entirely reliant on things that you don't control because you need an audience to like your app, to respond well to it, etc. Like that is a desired outcome that might come from a goal, um, but having that be your goal is probably not the best way to go. Like a good goal would be to like ship a new app ship two apps, um, like explore an idea that you have, make something like these are things that you can actually specifically work towards and you are in control of the, of whether it's going to happen or not, like whether you'll meet that goal. And that is a useful thing to differentiate between. Cause like, if you don't control it, it's kind of a lame goal. You can have those outcomes and those outcomes are great as like motivation or as things that you kind of are working towards and can be motiv- like motivational tools that like, Oh, I, I, you know, I want to, I want to make an app and my hope is that it will have this desired outcome. Excellent. But as an actual specific goal, focus on 
something that you can control that you're that is it doesn't depend on anyone else and while that can be sometimes honestly a little bit scary because when it's like you're the only one who can blame for whether you um, meet your goal or not it's like in my experience like that is the best way to have kind of short-term goals these are something very specific that you're working towards that you're in control of um, and if you're in control of it then you are empowered to actually make it happen and that is the best place to start and if it's something that you actually care about that you're actually motivated towards then you'll actually you know, in my experience, you can make progress to it because if you have a good ambition and it's a motivating thing for you and you can pick a next step towards that ambition, like you can make that happen. Like there's very few things that, uh, in, in my experience that, that are just like completely impossible in that way. Like if you're being reasonable with yourself and your, and your own uh, ability and resources and where you are, like you can, you can, you can do it, um, and pick something that's reasonable for you, pick a step that's appropriate for you. Like in that's, if it's in some ways that might just be learn something, um, it might be like develop a prototype. You can make, you can make the, the goal smaller. It doesn't necessarily have to be big and grand. And in many ways, the best goals are something that is attainable within a couple of weeks. Um, I would say like it's something that you could realistically accomplish in that period, because beyond that, it starts to feel less specific and start to feel more long-term where it starts to become more of an ambition because it's become it's, it's losing its specificity and it's kind of immediacy. Right. And if you have goals that t- take longer than that, break them down into subtasks basically that you can accomplish on shorter time horizons. Cause that way it keeps you from kind of procrastinating forever and never really doing it. Yeah. And, and you just never like, I think you're also giving your, you're losing the ability to navigate effectively. Like if you're the longer, yeah. like the, the more, if, the shorter, the more fine grained each step of your journey is, the better you're able to be making course adjustments as you go. That, like, if you're tr- if you only find out that your project was successful or not six months from now, like, if it's not, you're way off course at this point. You're miles from where you need to be. But if you can make that make that realization a month from now, and you can tweak and change and adapt as you go. Like you can keep yourself way better, much more on course and much more heading in the direction that you actually have said that you want than like having this big lofty thing that you're kind of squirreling away on for a long time. And it's just also demotivating. Like, I mean, I also have a short attention span for, for projects, but I know that after, after a couple of weeks, I'm kind of getting bored. And if it's not showing fruit, I'm never going to really be able to keep keep it up. And so I want to have something that's small and tangible that I can have to show for it. And it may not be like the whole app or the whole project or whatever it is. Like I love from one of my favorite things is to take the coolest, some cool essential part of a project and develop it like from top to bottom and see if that works. And if it does, that is often a great indication that it's like it's worth expanding out from that. Um, but like that's a great short-term, like tangible goal. In a couple of weeks, I'm going to knock something out and see what that's like and have that be my goal rather than worrying about some of the kind of the big broader problems or things that I might need to deal with down the road because like that's just – I'm just going to get so lost in the weeds that I'm never going to know where I am. And so the last kind of area to be – is themes. And this is something like, like you mentioned earlier. I think a, a, this is a really useful construct that I, I've, that Mike and Gray talk a lot about on Cortex. And I'll have a link to Cortex 95 um, in the show notes, which is this, this sort of the most recent example where they talk through um, themes. And for specifically what they talk about usually are kind of yearly or seasonal themes where it's talking about 
um, kind of th- these broad kind of general things that you're aiming for in this year. And it gives a flavor to the actions you're taking or a filter to take. Um, and, and what I've found specifically with themes, and these are short-term, less specific um, sort of pl- plan- planning tools, is they have become extremely helpful, I find, when you are more established or your business is more established or your routines are more established, um, that you aren't trying to like – Build a home, like if you if you imagine kind of a nautical analogy, maybe if you're heading out and you're going to build a whole new ship and head out on a new journey, like themes so useful in some ways, but in my experience, it's like you need a lot. Really, what you need is lots of really tangible short term goals that are measurable and you can make good adjustments for. Like you are starting out on something new, whereas themes I found to be incredibly like useful since they started talking about this on Cortex in my own life and my own business because it kind of feels more like. It's like trimming the sails or a rudder on a ship in that if you're going to extend the metaphor where it's ways of making these little adjustments throughout the year that help where just to sort of help you along your journey um, because it gives you this kind of you, you often find yourself in a place where you're kind of making choices between two roughly equivalents, you know, that you it's you have these kind of like, oh, should I do this thing or should I do this thing? And they're probably both similar. If you have a theme. It's often kind of like a useful thing to um, like help help filter your decisions through. Like the, I think the the, the canonical uh, theme is probably like having a year of less, um, a year where you take on less or you try and um, focus down your ambitions to something that is is is, is attainable. And the nature of like a year of less is something that you have a lot you, you have an abundance from which you are trying to reduce towards the less and so in that sense it's like this is much more useful when you have lots of projects when you have lots of things lots of irons in the fire and you're trying to narrow it down to be more selective and, and, and effective with what you have and like that is a useful thing when you have the idea huh what if i make a, what if i you know what if i made an app that did this or what if i went down this road it's something that's like you. Nope. This is the year of less. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do something else. I'm going to do the, the the choice that narrows my focus rather than broadens it. I mean, you could also have a year of more if you find yourself like you're stuck in a rut and you feel like you just have been doing the same thing over and over again and you want to <laughs> explore new things. Awesome. That's a great theme. Like go down that road, but make sure that it's like you know it's like you can just des- decide which one works for you. And the great thing about themes is that they're not like pass fail. It's not like a goal in the specific measurable way that a short term goal is, where it's so specific that you can say if you achieved it or not. It's like a theme is much more of this thing that you have the feeling for, and it is helpful in that way because it is so general um, that it kind of is just like a little encourager during you know during whatever season you have that theme for where you're kind of just like it just keeps nudging you it's like maybe it's like maybe rather than a uh, like a rudder it's like just a little nudge and it's just sitting there nudging you throughout the year to just kind of keep you on course um when you start to kind of uh you sort of veer slightly one way or the other yeah like the theme is it's like the decision making guide it's like as you mentioned like you know if you're trying to decide like whether to take on a new project or start a new thing or like if you have like a theme that you're trying to achieve for that time period that it can help you kind of decide like just what general direction to go or you know like whether whether you should take on something new or explore something in a different direction or whether you want to contract and it's funny like (laughs) i think most of the annual themes on cortex so far have been summarized by either less or more <laughs> it's like this year i need less this year i want to explore more <laughs> and i mean for me personally i was thinking like my yearly theme for this year i think is focus because which is in many ways less 
<laughs> that basically I I have way too many like open projects, like half done or unachieved things that I need to either you know close this project, ship this feature, like just get or get rid of a lot of stuff in my house. Like there's there's all sorts of things where I this year I feel focus slash less slash concentration whatever you want to call it is like i need to take what i have now which is a bunch of which is too much stuff and a bunch of open projects and close them ship them focus my efforts down get rid of stuff just concentrate because it's all too much and i don't like having open projects (laughs) and so things have like spun out of control for a while so this is not going to be a year where I explore becoming a YouTube star or you know stuff like that. Like this is not a year where I'm going to open up a bunch of new stuff. It's a year where I'm going to shrink stuff down. Do you do you have a theme for the year? Yeah. So I mean, I think the, the relevant one I have for for this discussion, I think is it's like my hope for this year is to is the year of intention, um, which is I guess in the less more category is the less side that I feel like there's many things that I do both professionally and personally that are I'm doing out of habit rather than necessarily out of intention and choice. And I think my, my, my theme for this year is to try and like make sure that the things that I'm doing on a regular basis are things that I want to intentionally do on a regular basis. Um, and so it's that can in in the work case, it's like, are there, you know, are there apps that I'm continuing to support because I have them or are these are things that I actually want to work on? And making an intentional choice that is proactive mm. around that rather than just like, well, the inertia is the easiest thing. Like the opposite of – it's like in some ways it's concerned to think about the opposite of that theme would be like the year of inertia. Like just keep doing what you did, <laughs> um, which is not a particularly compelling theme. So anyway, hopefully that was a useful discussion. And I think the – thing to wrap up about this is that this kind of discussion and this you kind of these this process is useful even if it's just a, a scaffolding for your thought that it gives you something to latch onto, something to like concretely turn vague thing vague notions or desires or things that you might have in your mind into something concrete if you can turn it into a goal an ambition a theme like you're well on the path and you've done probably like most of the work to actually be heading in the right direction which is ultimately like the best we can do Thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll talk to you in two weeks. Bye.